Well, that didn't work out. <laughs> that was supposed to have sound to it. And what the video talks about is it talks about are you overwhelmed? And it goes through a list of things that we face every single day from deadlines, getting kids to school, just getting chores done, like this incredible list of stuff and work that we have to do. And so the question is, are you overwhelmed? And the title of today's message is, I am working. And the reason why it's written that way, is it's actually going to be a play on words. Our outline is a play on words, so you'll see that there's a word impress several times. And we're going we're gonna to be looking at what it takes to impress God through your work. Now, the title is I Am Working, but if you notice, it's all in caps. And there, there's a reason for that. Because when, we're, when we ourselves are working, when little I am, when you and I are working, we're never going to impress God. But when we allow the great I am to work through our lives, that is when we are doing what we are created for. But when I think about work, and I think about time of life when it was just, everything got overwhelming, I always have to go back to middle school. I mean, those are just rough years of a person's life. Middle school is just that awkward time. You're, you're, just, you're trying to find your identity. You're not sure what's going on. But especially for guys, it's even more awkward because your voice is cracking. You're trying to impress girls. And you know, one of the things that I always remember when I think of middle school was there, I had a friend who had this crush on a girl and he wanted to do everything he could to impress this girl but like I said middle school years it's just an awkward time things don't normally work out so well for you so he had this great plan in his mind that he was going to finally approach her and he was going to impress her with a pickup line like that's how he's going to start everything he's going to use a pickup line and it's going to grow great he's playing this scenario in his head you know at lunch today this is going to happen and so you know we get to lunchtime and he's on one side of the cafeteria She's on the other side. And in middle school years, like, you know, he, he, he decided, he was like, guys, now's the time. I'm going to do this. And so he starts walking over to her. And he's like, got that middle school boy, little walk, like he's so cool, just kind of walking over to her. And, and he's playing in his head. He's just got this going in his head over and over, what he's going to say, how he's going to say it. And so he walks up to the girl, and he asks her, he was like, hey, did it hurt? And she's like, well, what did what hurt? Did it hurt when you fell? And uh, she, was, she was confused about this. Like, did it hurt when you fell from heaven? And so it was a, one little, a little one-liner he used. But if we stop the scene right there, you have to understand, earlier that day, we knew what he was going to say and when he was going to say it. So we got with our teacher and the girl to decide to come up with their response to kind of add on to this scenario. So we get back to the scene. Did it hurt when you fell? Well, from, what are you talking about? When you fell from heaven, because you're so beautiful. And then she, uh, she goes, wow, okay, Satan was beautiful. Satan fell from heaven, and Satan was an angel that fell. So are you calling me Satan? And this whole scene, everyone busted out laughing. And this poor little boy, I mean, like, it just ruined him for weeks. Like, this whole thing where he thought he was going to be impressive and make this cool little scene and, like, just impress this girl, just completely blew up in his face. But isn't that what happens in life so often? You try so hard to impress God. You try so hard to work to impress him. But it just, in the end, it just seems like it just blows up in your face. It never goes as planned. I mean, that's, that's this world, right? This world will never go as you plan. But yet, we try so hard to plan to impress God. And it just blows up in our face, our face often. Well, that's what we're going to be looking at today, is how can we actually impress God? If you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Luke chapter 10. We're going to be Luke chapter 10, and we're going to be looking at a story of 
two sisters, Mary and Martha. Now, this is a very simple story, but it's so cool how our God, through the simplest of things, can teach us the most powerful of things, that he doesn't take a crazy, heavy story filled with so many dynamic characters and all this stuff to teach us life and about life, but he can take a simple story and teach us such cool things through scripture. And so if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Luke 10. And, uh, before you, well, while you're turning over there, if you look at your outline at the top, you'll see a little T-square thing that's got one side, time spent working, time spent with God. Look at your neighbor, say, keep your eyes to yourself. This little outline is for you to put down your time spent working and your time spent with God. This is personally for you. To be honest, don't, don't worry about what your neighbor's putting down. Worry about yourself and what's going on in your own life and put down, this is how much time I've honestly spent working. This is how much time I've spent at work or trying to impress God or trying to serve God. And this is how much time, maybe a little time, I've spent with God. I've spent learning from God. I've spent talking with God. So be honest and fill that out and just look over that as we're going through this story. Now, Mary and Martha is is such an incredible story in Luke 10. If you have your Bibles, we'll be looking at verse 38, verse 38. It says, now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. Now, I have a question to ask you. The first point is impressing, impressing, ending with I-N-G. And the reason why there's a little I am in front of it is because I want you to ask yourself, who are you trying to impress? Who are you trying to impress? Who are you trying to impress? What in your life are you trying to impress? You see, this is exactly what's going on in Martha's story here. If you look at the very beginning of it, in verse 38, it, it says from the very beginning that she welcomed Jesus into her home. You don't mention Mary or Lazarus. This is Mary, not the mother of Jesus. This is Mary, the sister of Lazarus and sister uh, of uh, Martha. And uh, Martha invited Jesus into her home. She welcomed him into her home. It doesn't talk about Lazarus or Mary. It's, it's Martha had a plan. I wonder how many of you have had a plan to impress Jesus. You right now, you're saying, I'm going to do this or do that. I'm going to impress God. So you know what? I'm going to invite him, not so I can learn from him, but I'm going to invite him so I can show him who I am. See, this is what Martha's doing from the very beginning. She welcomed Jesus into her home. And so she was trying to impress Jesus. But you see, here's the definition of the word impress. I love, I love studying words. And the word impress means to apply with pressure so as to imprint. To produce, mark by pressure, produce a vivid impression, effect especially forcibly or deeply, or gain the admiration or interest of So ask yourself, with your work, who are you trying to impress? What are you trying to impress? 
See, Martha had a plan that she was going to seek approval from Jesus, and so she invites Jesus into her home. And I don't know if you know this, but Martha's name in Greek, it literally means mistress. Like, she is the servant. She is the oldest sister. She is going to be the mistress. She is going to do that in such a way that she gains Jesus' approval. If I'm a good enough mistress, maybe I will gain his approval. And so she invited him into his home. And I wonder, you know, if you just paint this scene, how many of you would kind of get nervous if you invited Jesus into your own home? I mean, think about that. I know right now, if Jesus were to be walking in my front door right now, I know my dog has torn up a cardboard box and spread it all over the place. And so I, that's on the floor. That's dirty. I know we got a, a bowl of cereal sitting in our, our sink, and I know there's some laundry that needs to be done. I would get really nervous because I'd be like, man, my home is not fit for the King Jesus to, to come into it. But I wonder, for some of you, where's your heart at? What about the home of your heart? Are you inviting Jesus into your heart to seek approval from him? Because if I think about my own physical home and how messy it is, how much messier is my sinful heart that I'm trying to bring Jesus into to seek approval from? It's not going to happen. But you see, Martha had this plan. I'm going I'm I'm to be the best mistress, and I'm going to impress Jesus. And so she, she invites these 12 disciples in, and she, she, you know, I can just see this whole scenario going on. We're going to have a five-course meal. My couch is going to be clean. There's going to be no flo- uh, you know, mud on the floor. It's going to be an incredible time. We are going to host this event and have them in our home, and people are going to be talking about it for thousands of years. The funny thing is, people are talking about it for thousands of years, but not in a way that Martha wanted people to talk about it. And so Martha had this plan, and she was planning to, to, to impress Jesus. And I wonder for you and I, what are some of the plans that we're making to impress Jesus, but it kind of just blows up in our face? I mean, have you ever tried to do some good works and it just doesn't work out? I mean, I think myself, you know, if I were to give my wife a compliment that I think is a compliment, oftentimes if I don't know how the phrasing goes, it can actually end up being an insult. For example, Marie, you look pretty today. And to me, in my heart, that's like, yeah, all right, I've complimented her, you look pretty today. But in her mind, she can turn around and look at me and say, well, what about every other day? Why just today? What, am I not pretty every day? You know, it's, it's, there's these times in our lives where we try so hard to impress, but it just kind of turns around on us. And this is the scene that we find in Martha's story. So I wonder if you've ever had a good work blow up in your face, you know, a compliment. You give a gift to someone and they're repulsed by it, or you work hard at work to do a side project knowing that it's going to impress your boss, but then he looks at you and is like, you just wasted hours. Isn't that even worse where you do all this extra work to impress someone and then look at you and say, you just wasted all your time. You know who's going to get the credit and the raise? Not you, but Jimmy who did all the work he was supposed to do. Wouldn't that be horrible? You do something good and someone else gets all the good credit? You had this huge plan and someone else receives credit for your plan? I mean, this is what we're seeing here. And so, and so in verse 39, all right, so we got Martha. She welcomes Jesus into her home. 
And in verse 39, it says, and Martha had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. It's funny. You see, the first point is impressing because, you know, whenever little I am is pressing, whenever we try to press into God, when we try to impress God with who we are, it always ends up being little I am. You and I get pressed. It always ends up that we get pressed in our own lives. Our lives get in struggles and we just fall apart because you know what the problem problem is passion without purpose is destructive passion without purpose is destructive did you know that we are created to work we're created to be passionate beings Back in Genesis 1, 27 through 28, God created Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply the earth. He created them to rule over it and subdue it. He uses the word to subdue it, to rule over the earth, to work. In Genesis 2, we find that God told Adam and Eve that he put them in the garden to cultivate it. Now, there was a purpose behind that. It wasn't just to work for the sake of work. It wasn't for Adam and Eve to work to, to, to please God. It wasn't for that reason. It was to glorify God. See, there's a huge difference between trying to please someone and trying to glorify someone. It's a completely different motivation from the heart. And oftentimes, we have a lot of passion to do good work for God, to do good work in this world. But passion without purpose can be destructive. It can be self-destructive. We find that in the life of Martha. So she sees her sister, right? Martha's working so hard. She's preparing this meal. She's cleaning up the place. She's got all these teenagers, because you know the disciples at this time, they weren't old men. They weren't 30-year-olds. The disciples were a bunch of teenagers. And even worse than that, they're always fighting each other to see who's better. You know, they're always pushing each other and be like, no, I'm going to sit next to Jesus in heaven. No, I'm going to sit next to Jesus. So she has a bunch of teenagers in her home. It's like a youth ministry right now, just taking over her home. And she's trying to impress Jesus with all these crazy kids just jumping around and trying to listen to Jesus. And so when Martha is stressed... And you can just paint this, and I know mothers that you cannot understand this, when there's times in your life where you have guests over and there's a thousand things that need to be done, and you feel like you're the only one doing all the work. See, that's Martha right now. She's doing all the work, and while she's in the kitchen and everything's falling apart, she probably burnt the pita bread, whatever they ate, some hummus, and there's Mary on the other side. Martha's got her hands full, and Mary's just sitting there. She's not doing anything. She's just sitting there staring at Jesus. And it's funny how Martha's will never understand Mary's. Martha's will never understand Mary's. And so Martha is pressed, and her, she feels pressure in her own life, and she gets frustrated. And it's funny that when we get frustrated and pressure comes into our lives because of our own lack of direction, it always ends up coming And what we see in verse 40 that says, but Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, went up to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. See, Martha was so frustrated because she didn't end up impressing Jesus. Her big plan didn't work out. And, and you have Jesus talking to Mary, and Martha's over here doing all this work. And she, in her frustration, she runs to God, and she's like, what? I mean, do you not see my care? Do you not care about me, God? Like, look at Mary. She's not helping me. Tell her to help me. 
It's always funny how when we get frustrated, the first thing we do is point fingers. When we put pressure into our own lives, the first response is say, well, that employee didn't pick up enough slack. My mother and father treated me this way. I, I, I know how it should be, and I'm not up to those standards. Well, it's not my fault, God. You know, it's because Mary's not helping me. That's why this isn't working out right now. So, 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 God, you know what I need you to do, God? I need you to look at Mary, and I need you to tell her to help me. You start projecting and pointing and trying to get other people to solve your problems. You use God to try to solve your problems, but it just, it's, it's, it's just frustrating. And I can see this because, you know, when I read this story, it's so simple, but yet this is my life. Throughout life, I've worked so hard to try to build, you know, be impressive. But always at the end of the day, I'm not impressive. Everything just falls apart that I do myself. And so I, I fully feel for what Martha's going through. And, and so everything's falling apart for her, and she has all this anxiety, and she has all these pressures built up because of her inability to make this, this scene to be the way she wanted it to be. So we tell ourselves, we tell ourselves like Martha, before all this happened, that she was going to impress God. But isn't that a funny statement? I will impress God. How selfish of a statement that is. Or, and it, it, it's such a lack of understanding of who God is. You know, when I think about Martha and she wanting to impress God, welcome in her home, and it's just not going the way she was, it, it's funny because, you know, for us, when we tell ourselves that we're going to impress God, it's, I have to think about who God is himself and who we are and put that into perspective. You know, we struggle to make our bed in the morning. God breathed everything into existence by his mouth, by, by just breathing it. He just spoke it to be. We can barely make a, a bed in the morning. God spoke all things to be. Just a little bit of perspective here. Or maybe we can barely drag ourselves out of church or, or to church Sunday morning. We can barely get ready to get to church. And then when we get to church, we can barely open our mouths and sing praise to him while God came down to earth as a human and died on a cross for you and I. He carried, he dragged a cross on his bloody back for you and I and we can barely make our way to church on Sunday mornings to praise him that's the God that we're trying to impress there's a little bit of perspective we need to bring into our own lives when it comes to who we are in relation to God see Martha thought she could impress Jesus in bringing her into the home him into her home but it didn't go that way and that's because she didn't know who God was and that's why we say Martha's never understand Mary's. You see, Martha's mind was, we gotta work, we gotta work, we gotta work, gotta do more, gotta have more money, gotta have a bigger home. My kids gotta get better grades, I gotta get into a better college, I gotta make a better raise this year, I gotta impress my boss, and it keeps growing. And all the while, while that's going through our minds, you just have Mary, who's, this is all Mary's doing. She's just sitting there, like this, at the feet of Jesus, she's just sitting there. Doesn't that drive you crazy when you're doing all this work and then there's just someone who's doing nothing and just sitting there? It drives me crazy because, and I know it drives Joel crazy, we're the same type of personality. We just like to work. We just like to work and work and work and work. And it never, like when we see someone sitting around idly by, it just our nature is like, oh, well, we'll just work. We'll just do more work then to pick up for the work. And we just work. And it's so weird because Martha's never understand Mary, but you see, this is where we get, it gets so cool. Because the next point is impression. 
impression. Um, when we talk about a first impression, but right here, I know I've got this little random thing right here. This is a jar of spaghetti sauce. Now, it's random that I got a jar of spaghetti sauce. But if I were to walk down here with this jar of spaghetti sauce, and I were to give this to Clark, right here on the front row, what would you think of this? Just spaghetti sauce, right? You're like, just, just spaghetti sauce. Well, you see, to me, I've, maybe this is a good gift for you. It's spaghetti sauce, right? It's good, right? But to Clark, it's just spaghetti sauce. That's all it is. But you see, my wife, I love my wife and I know my wife. I've gotten to know her and what she loves and I've gotten to spend time with her. And because I've gotten to spend time with her, I know that this car or this can of spaghetti sauce, I'm not lying when I say this, you can ask her after the service, is worth more than gold rings or earrings. I mean, it just really is. She loves spaghetti. But you wanna know why I know that? Because instead of just trying to throw things at Marie until hopefully something sticks, I spent time with her and I learned about her. And I know what she loves. She loves spaghetti. So this would be an awesome gift for Marie. See, Martha, she thought she could just start throwing things at Jesus to impress him, but there's nothing impressive about us. We gotta spend time with God to know what impresses him. Isn't that funny? We think we can impress him, but yet we don't even spend time to learn what impresses him. What a, what a foolish thing of, that we do as humans. God, I'm going to impress you, but let me do it on my own way and in my own ways. And then when it fails, I'm going to be frustrated and mad. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't work out. And so if, if first impression, you see in verse 41, you find Jesus, he responds to Martha. And when we read this, there's a tendency when we read this to be to see it in an angry way, right? A lot of, a lot of people see it as a rebuke that, that Jesus answered her, or it says, Lord answered her. And a lot of people read this like, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and you are troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary, Martha. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Do you get that, Martha? That's how we read this. But in reality, the way the Greek language is putting this is Jesus responds to her and he's just like, Martha, Martha. You're so worried about everything. You're so worried about these dishes. They're just dishes. You're so worried about the beans. They're just beans. You're so worried about the bread. Who cares if it's got a little extra, a little crisp on it? It's not going to matter. It's just bread, Martha. You're worried about so much. You're worried about grades. You're worried about your job. You're worried about so much. You're worried about your family. You're worried about your children. Martha, just... Just, you're anxious about so much, but Martha, only one thing, only one thing's ever been necessary, Martha. It's never been all that. One thing's necessary. And look, Mary's chosen the one thing, Martha. Look at Mary. Look at what she's doing. That, that, that's that's what you need, Martha. You're worried about all this, but really what you need right now is just to spend time with me. You see, that's, that's what's going on here. And, and the reason why this point is called impression is because God made an impression on Mary's life. You see, Martha spent all of her time talking at God. She never talked with God. 
She spent all of her time trying to serve God. She never served with God. You can't talk to, you can't talk with someone if you're only talking at them. It's a two-way street. You have to talk with them. And so Mary, she did this cool thing where she just sat at the feet of Jesus and she learned about Jesus. And Jesus made an impression on her life, right? And the word impress is to make a mark or to press upon and to change, right? And so Mary, she was making, Jesus was making an impression on Mary's life. And I think about my own life. There was a time where, where I was just like Martha, where I was, I was overseas serving in Mongolia. And, and I got into this point to where we, some incredible things were happening. God was doing some amazing things and starting some um, cool ministries overseas. And, and in my mind, I was like, let's do more. Let's do more. Let's go further. Let's, let's serve and sacrifice so much more. And it got to the point to where I wasn't listening to God anymore. I was just going and going and going and doing and doing, which is the cycle that we all face. And before you know it, out of the blue, the whole trip just got cut off. I got sent home. I got deported from the country, and now I'm back here. I was frustrated. I was like, God, why? Why would you do that? And I, re- I came across a story, and this is why the story means so much to me. And, and God was like, you weren't listening to me. Your time was up there. I had different plans for you. And so in my own life, in my own life, like I was frustrated, but I got sent home. And not too long after I got home, Joel dude called me up. And I was like, this is so random. What is going on? And I had come across this story, but Joel dude had called me up and talked to me about coming here to Sturkey Hills to surf. And I was like, I should have been listening to you, God. I was frustrated. But if I would just been patient and have faith and listen to you, I would have seen that you have a plan all along. That's why Paul writes in 1 Peter 5, 6-8, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at a proper time he may exalt you, casting all anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking to someone to devour. See, I wonder, what's keeping you from humbling yourself before Jesus What's keeping you from humbling yourself before God? Paul makes it clear. I mean, Peter makes it clear. If you humble yourself, God will lift you up. It's that simple. But yet, it's not that simple. Because we are all more like Martha than we like to think. We think we're like Mary, that we're spending time with God. But I wonder how many of you walked in here today with a little bit of frustration that your faith just doesn't feel like how it should that, that you feel like you're working more than you are loving. And maybe it's because you're like Martha, you're just working and you need to be more like Mary and you need to sit at the feet of Jesus and learn from God. You see, the final point is impressed. You see, this is another play on words. Impressed, meaning I am, the great I am, has pressed on the life of Mary in such a way that the story just doesn't end here. We like to read the story, and it just ends there, and we think that's it, all right? Mary and Martha, Martha got rebuked, okay? Mary's all at the feet of Jesus, that's it. Mary, she gets a bad rap often in Scripture, um, not by herself and not by us, but by the people surrounding her. This isn't the first time we run into um, a story with Mary, but if you actually go over the John chapter 12, you'll find another story where Mary is in the presence of Jesus again, and this time, Mary has these expensive perfumes, these really expensive um, oils, 
and, and she's taking these really expensive oils and she's just dumping them onto Jesus. She's, she's anointing Jesus with these oils. And the whole time Mary is doing this, off to the side, just kind of upset and just staring, is Judas. Judas is looking over at Mary and he's just like, Mary, that's like $1,000 right there. That's like $4,000. Mary, that's such a waste. It's just smelly stuff. Why are you pouring smelly stuff? That's a waste, Mary. Why are you doing that? This whole time, Judas is upset over what Mary's doing. And, and, And Judas goes to Jesus later. And he was like, couldn't that have been used for something better? Well, if you're Martha, it could have been. But if you're Mary and you've spent time with God, you spent time talking with God, and you just sit at his feet, you'll know what impresses God. You'll know how to love God, and you'll know what the good portion is. And so I want you to ask yourself, have you, when you break down your chart and you look at your own life, if you see your time spent with God and your time, your time spent just working, what does that look like? Last thing, in Luke 18, 10 through 14, Jesus talks to these Pharisees and he, he's trying to show an example of workspace, flesh-based, um, you know, faith or and just faith out of the heart of loving God. And you'll find that he says in verse 10 in Luke 18, two men went up to a temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee standing by himself prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men that I'm not extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, God, I give tithes of all that I get, but the tax collector standing far off, he would not even lift his eyes up to heaven, but he beat his breast and he's saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Maybe in your life, you are feeling anxiety, frustration, and distress because you're trying to lift yourself up. You're trying to exalt yourself before God. And all while, God is looking at you, and he's calling you by name, and he's saying, just stop. All this stuff doesn't matter. One thing matters, that you sit at my feet, and you grow in my love. And so... If you need someone to talk to, I'm here, Joel's here. If you need someone to pray with, you need someone to to talk a little bit further about how to further this relationship with God, how to actually change yourself from a busy body and worry, uh, uh, anxiety-driven Martha and and to really find your way to the point to where you can sit at the feet of Jesus. And no matter if the world is falling apart around you, you can sit there and understand that it doesn't matter because nothing else matters but your relationship with God, that this world can literally just fall apart right now. But if you have that relationship with God, it is all taken care of because, because, you know, the craziest thing about this whole story is Jesus wants you to know that you try so hard to impress him, but he just wants you to be impressed by him. You see, Mary, she, God made an impression on her life. 
And when he pressed into her life, she was changed from that day forward. She, she, she had a new step, a new joy, a new hope. She had a new look about herself. And because God pressed into her life, now everywhere she went, she's making an impression because she's impressing God into the lives of others because she is now a new creation in God. You see, that's why we have the play of words there. And so I wonder how many of you are trying to spend your life just lifting yourself and showing God what you have when really you need to sit at the feet of Jesus and just bask in his awe and his wonder. And so I'm going to pray and we'll be dismissed. God, we thank you that You've provided us this simple story about two sisters and one's driven with anxiety and one's just, she's just sitting there, God, and she's just, in my mind's like Martha, and I look at it, I'm like, well, Mary, Martha, or Mary should have been helping Martha, but God, you're, you're revealing to us that Martha is so worried about so much money and, and just, you know, how our jobs are going to be and if we're going to be able to provide and taxes and just the stresses of this world. But all that is not necessary, God. God, I pray that as a church, we can be like Mary, where we can sit at your feet and be so overwhelmed and awestruck by your love that it changes us from the inside out. Because you see, Martha was trying to speak at you, but Mary was speaking with you, God. And I pray that we can speak with you in such a way that when we go out to our jobs and we go to our homes, and even though everything's falling apart, we have you in our life and people can see something different about us because you made an impression on our heart. God, I pray that as a church, we can, we can be like Mary in such a way that it's no longer us just trying to do things because we feel like we have to appease you, God, but we're doing things because we love you so much and we want to serve you because of how awesome you are. So God, I thank you for this opportunity to come into your word and learn about Mary and Martha. It's in your holy and precious name we pray. Amen.